My name is Ari, and welcome to Made of Metal, a motivational podcast where we tell stories about regular people overcoming insurmountable odds. And it's your ever-passionate purveyor of parables with the next part of the podcast. And there's plenty more where that came from, by the way, so don't forget to stay tuned. So it's the first week of May, which means it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. You guys know I love diversity. I love honoring the stories of those who are often not acknowledged at all. So I had to pay homage, and we are kicking off this month with an incredible individual. So, so often as a society, we can really be almost unintentionally siloed with what we're exposed to in terms of our history. And I'm someone who is absolutely fascinated with American history, especially during the Civil War eras and the revolutionist history. I totally get it. But when we just focus on learning about the history of our own heritage, we miss out on so much of the rich storytelling that's out there in the whole wide world. So with all that being said, I love highlighting stories from other cultures. Having an expanded worldview is so important. And honestly, why limit yourself when there's so much amazingness out there to learn about and explore? So last week, we featured an American hero who fought long and hard for the best interests of their country at home, in the ring, and abroad. So continuing on that theme this week, I chose an individual whose story is a healthy mix of fact and fiction. As with most history that is documented from so long ago, there is an element of folklore to every story, and this tale is no different. But be rest assured that I always focus on the facts for these stories, so you're getting the real deal. I mean, as much as we possibly can at this point. You have to think of history as like a long game of telephone, (laughs) if you guys remember that. I don't know if I'm showing my age, but that's like a really, really good metaphor, in my opinion. So the individual we'll be covering this week has had their story told and retold many, many times, each iteration more riveting and memorable than the next. In the face of mounting pressure from both family and society, instead of lowering their standards, they challenged the world to rise to meet them. And these standards were simply equal to their own skills, nothing more and nothing less, so not a lot to ask. But in demanding nothing less than the caliber that was equal to their own, They literally destroyed the traditional ideas surrounding gender and their perceived capabilities. This individual has had their story depicted throughout history in a variety of mediums, from operas to plays to modern-day TV shows and cinema. I'm pretty sure that she has been depicted in a show on Netflix right now. But not to mention the entire culture of a sport built a custom out of honoring this individual that is still practiced today. I was personally drawn to the story because, I mean, you guys, if you've been with me any amount of time, you know this. I've had a fascination with women warriors in history. I've always loved stories about strong women, always loved shows about strong women, 
big shout out to Xena, by the way, because I too wanted to be nothing more than a warrior princess when I was growing up. I am not afraid to admit it. So that's why this story was just so, so fascinating to me. I'm beyond excited to share this story with you. So without further ado, let's get right into it. This week, we'll be covering The Warrior, The Wrestler, The Woman, Kutuyun. And I wanted to caveat this story with the understanding that this account is based on a combination of secondhand testimony history written by none other than Marco Polo, as well as another Persian historian. And because I always love the unique names, Kultuyun was actually known by a few different names, none of which I can pronounce correctly, so I won't even make that mistake. And if I'm pronouncing Kultuyun incorrectly, I truly apologize. You can read me to filth. I totally accept it. But I did want to point out that each of her names all translated to essentially the same meaning being Moonlight. Kutuyun was born around 1260 in Central Asia as the daughter of royalty. As a matter of lineage, Kutuyun was a direct descendant to one of the fiercest warrior leaders in the history of the world. She was the great-great-granddaughter of the infamous and vicious ruler of the Mongolian Empire, Genghis Khan. Kutuyun's father, Kedu Khan, was a Mongolian leader who had an immense kingdom, which gave him control over Central Asia, as well as portions of the Middle East in India. Kutuyun had 14 brothers, making her the only daughter and reportedly the favorite of her father. Kedu Khan raised his family in the style of the minimalistic Mongolian way of living, which included a more hunter-gatherer and pastoral lifestyle. While women were traditionally trained in the areas of the more domestic matters, Kutuyun received the same upbringing and education that was provided to her brothers. This included training on skills historically only practiced and used by Mongolian men, including farming, fighting, horseback riding, and archery, just to name a few. Kutuyun was known to be outspoken and picked up a lot of the seemingly masculine habits of her brothers. And I always sort of cringe when I see certain aspects of people's character described as feminine or masculine. Like being outspoken, being assertive is described as masculine. I just don't subscribe to that. I think that they apply to both genders. And I really, really just try to shy away from saying something is either feminine or masculine. Because what really determines that is the individual. It's not necessarily like certain traits are inherently feminine or masculine. So my little soapbox there. But it was likely due to pure survival that she sort of picked up her brother's habits. I mean, having to fight for her life as the one girl amongst 14 brothers. I mean, that's family feud to an entirely different level. Kutuyun was described as muscular, stocky, 
and intimidating, rumored as having extraordinary physical strength and athleticism. Throughout Kutuyun's childhood, her father's kingdom continued to grow, which created tension between her father and his counterpart, Kublai Khan. Kublai Khan was also a member of the family, being directly related to Kutuyun as her father's cousin. Over time, the tension between Kedu Khan and Kublai Khan grew to full-out war amongst their respective regions. Kublai Khan wanted to expand his domain in Kedu Khan's territories, taking over the population to have them conform to his kingdom's rule. By this time, Kutuyun was a young adult and had excelled in all the areas that she had been trained in, emerging as an exceptional warrior. Kutuyun's father trusted his daughter, above all others, for providing guidance and military counsel surrounding the ongoing war with Kublai Khan. Kultuyun was also at her father's side when their armies rode into battle, being described as a fearless and fearsome soldier on the battlefield. Reportedly, while riding into battle alongside her father, Kultuyun would snatch rival fighters right off their horses, similar to a hawk, taking them as captives and delivering them to her father without a hitch. Strategically, this was more so a tactic to inspire fear into her enemies, as Kutuyun had already built a reputation as a fierce soldier amongst the land. Her remarkable fighting skills were known far and wide, and her reputation far preceded her presence. Kutuyun became quite fond of her freedom, along with her father's influence and trust with her as his war counsel as they continued repelling countless attacks from Kublai Khan. Eventually, as Kultuyun grew older, and as was expected from women, Kultuyun's father began to pressure her to marry. Kultuyun understand the political and societal ramifications of marriage and decidedly wanted no parts of it. But, In order to honor her father, she decided to compromise and put forth a public competition to measure the worthiness of any potential suitors. The competition focused on an area of Kutuyun's life that she'd established herself as a renowned champion, so it was only right that she'd marry her equal in that regard. The terms were that any man who wanted her hand in marriage had to first compete against her in a wrestling match. The winner would be awarded the prize of marriage, while any losers had to fork over 100 horses to Kutuyun as his penance. An amazing deal. Naturally, many a man stepped up to the challenge, as Kutuyun was a coveted bachelorette. Descended from royal blood, her father was a great leader, her own reputation was well-known as a steadfast warrior, and she was wealthy to boot. All of these were incentives, but the honor of beating an undefeated foe was the most attractive, as Mongolian culture highly respected great warriors. And Kutuyun was arguably one of the greatest. Of course, with a challenge this tantalizing, 
many an opponent stepped up. And Kutuyun did exactly what she knew she would do. She beat every single one. No exaggeration. Every single man that entered her challenge would be summarily beaten. And Kutuyun would become a hundred horses richer. Reportedly, as Kutuyun's challenge continued to go undefeated, she amassed over 10,000 horses, which was enough to rival even her father's herd. And we have to think of horses like currency. So this was a large, large sum. (laughs) This was many, many, many men's hearts broken (laughs) and herds lightened. In one instance, a particularly confident man approached Kutuyun and raised the bet to a thousand horses if he were to lose. Man's crazy. Even her father employed Kutuyun to please lose this fight and marry the man as he was considered a pretty well-matched suitor. I can only imagine what was going through Kutuyun's head at this one. I'm sure all she thought was, man, I mean, that's like 10 dudes that I don't even have to beat to get a thousand horses. Like, why not? And sure enough, he too would lose and Kutuyun would gain 1,000 horses from a single belt. This continued on for years, with Kutuyun's parents becoming increasingly worried that Kutuyun would never marry. This, in turn, had political consequences, as a rumor began in the area that was quite gross, which sort of pressured Kutuyun to marry somebody with a quickness. So, of course... Kutuyun made the ultimate sacrifice to preserve the honor of her family and decided to move forward with marrying someone. Now, what is still a mystery is who Kutuyun decided to marry, as their identity was never fully confirmed. It was, without a doubt, though, that whoever married her absolutely never beat her challenge. After her marriage, Kutuyun lived a relatively quiet life, and continued being a political and war counselor to her father. Kutuyun was so embroiled in the kingdom's affairs that as her father aged, he realized he wouldn't have much time left, and he attempted to name Kutuyun as his successor to the throne before he passed. Naturally, this caused quite the drama with Kutuyun's 14 brothers, who felt they were rightfully entitled to the throne. Kutuyun's father wouldn't hear of it and steadfastly endorsed Kutuyun as his successor. Unfortunately, Kutuyun would not inherit the throne due to the intense opposition, and instead it was awarded to one of her father's rivals. She was still instilled as a member of the court, so she wasn't completely banished. And it's at this point that Kutuyun's story becomes foggy as not much is known of her after her father's passing. It was rumored that Kutuyun passed away just a few years after her father, at the age of 46, under mysterious circumstances. So we can only imagine all the people that wanted her dead, the protection of her father essentially gone, all of her brothers, I'm sure, who were probably very salty about all of the great treatment she received from her father, so I'm not at all surprised that she died under mysterious circumstances. After living a life as full 
and out loud as Kutuyun, I can't imagine she was well-received in the regular world after falling out of royal influence and the freedom that was awarded to her by her father. It wasn't until years later that the details of her story came to light by the two historians I'd named earlier. Even to this day, in Mongolia, Kutuyun is considered an eternal symbol of strength and stubbornness. In Mongolian culture, they have instilled a ritual within wrestling to honor Kutuyun forever. The traditional garb worn by Mongolian wrestlers to this day features an obviously open-chested shirt to demonstrate for all the audience that the wrestler in question is not, in fact, a woman. It's also customary after a match that the winner specifically raises his arms and waves them in the air, showcasing his chest for all the audience to see, to again confirm that the winner is not, in fact, a woman. These modern-day customs are meant to pay homage to Kutuyun, as she is appreciated as one of the greatest wrestlers in Mongolian history. What an incredible story of personal and political strength featuring an absolutely intimidating warrior princess. Oh, I just love it. So often, the title of princess has connotations of dainty and pampered and sheltered, but this girl's life was the total opposite. Living as a nomad, off the land, which requires significant hard labor, all the while training to eventually become one of the greatest fighters in the history of your nation, and managing 14 other male siblings. I mean, like what? Rarely do you hear about rulers of a nation consulting with their daughters for military strategy, but you know it was warranted, I mean, considering Kutuyun's reputation. And as a girl who myself, I consider myself a bit of an outlier, it's so nice to see the stories of women being depicted as equal or even greater than men in some aspect. Kutuyun was undefeated and she's undefeated to this day. But I mean, she really also showcased the softer side of being a warrior princess, which is compromising for the good of her family. I love it. I mean... Kutuyun is really giving Xena a run for her money <laughs> as my favorite warrior princess in history. Because Xena, meh, did she exist? Kutuyun, definitely. So I really hope you guys enjoyed this story. I really love featuring these stories about these more obscure figures with a little bit of the mythical, a little bit of the folklore. So let me know how you guys think about it. I love to hear feedback from you guys. You can check us out on our website at madeofmetalpodcast.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And that's Made of Metal, M-E-T-T-L-E. Thank you so much for listening. This has been a great, great sort of break last month. So I'm really, really excited to sort of like come out strong with these stories. I hope you guys love them. I love each and every one of you. So cliche, but so true. And please, 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 please do not forget to bloom where you are planted.